time to level up here itunes only itunes official smash that subscribe and (laughs) leave a review don't even listen to it just leave the review hey sam what review are we reviewing today peter is reviewing midsummer this man's name is peter howe but i just want to ask the question peter how do you stay employed first off the title of the review, Midsummer, a horror show for the horrifically gullible. A plus. He gave it two stars. Out of four. We're going to start with a lead. Midsummer is a horror movie for people who have lived idyllic lives free of horror movies. My life has been super idyllic thus far. How has yours been, Elizabeth? Idyllic as, say, a Swedish mountain town in summer? I'd say that's probably the best way to describe it without getting into the details of my idyllic life. Mm-hmm. Forgive horror films. The only people who would think it was horror are people <laughs> who have never seen a horror movie. Right. He is so unimpressed. He was nodding off when he saw a man's head burst open. <laughs> he was like, get some caffeine in my veins because this is a snooze fest. <laughs> This guy watches Human Centipede to lull him to sleep. There is nothing horrific about a murder-suicide to open a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Can I do this rant? Please do. So up until this point, I thought that horror was my favorite genre. But it turns out I've lived an idyllic life free of horror. The Ring is a spy heist about a girl who loves stealing jewels. It Follows is a western about a horse who follows a cowboy into war. Mm -hmm. Rosemary's Baby is a romantic comedy. The shy boy at work is Rosemary's Baby in the romantic sense. (laughs) Ugh, I'm the worst. I'm laughing at my jokes. Don't you guys know that... This man, Peter Howe, is a white man in his mid-40s. He is the supreme authority. He's totally in touch with the youth, so he definitely knows what horror is and is not. Next thing he says here is, Writer-director Ari Aster shamelessly pilfers from previous terror shows, in particular The Wicker Man, Robin Hardy's 1973 classic of communal intrigue. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! I love my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Okay, I have to go off on this. Mm-hmm. Stay with me, Sam. He's saying this movie is ripping off The Wicker Man, a classic about communal intrigue. I've seen The Wicker Man, Peter. The Wicker Man, 1973. There are ten songs sung in the movie. It's it's practically a goddamn musical. Sam, 
listen to me, they're 70s children singing and wearing bell bottoms. So it's horrific in a different sense. You want to talk about lack of tension. The townsfolk perform 70s style acoustic folk songs for three minutes uninterrupted. Fuck off, Peter. Hell yeah. But Sam, how integral would you say musical numbers are to the horror genre? Every time I go to the theater, I'm like, if this doesn't have at least 12 new tracks, I can come out of this theater singing? I don't want it. I don't want that horror movie. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. And it's so good because it's all acoustic guitar and pan flutes. <laughs> okay, and yes, pan flute can be eerie, but not in this case. Also, The Wicker Man is actually not a horror movie. It's just a sex movie. There, I said it. Boom. I've got another quote. Do you yep. want to read it, Sam? Sure. Peter says, Horror craves the dark. It risks looking silly otherwise. Okay, so I want to hear what you have to say about that, Sam. But seriously, half the reason I got so excited about this movie, besides my idyllic life, was her horrified sobbing face juxtaposed against that beautiful blue background with the flower crown. That alone is taking the genre outside its comfort zone than like 99% of the movies, but he's saying that's just ripping off of another film, which obviously I disagree with. I don't want to be able to see shit. I just want grainy, dark, night vision, bullshit. <laughs> Sam, do you think the fact that some of the scenes were during the day, how do you feel about that? I felt like I was at a carnival. I was like, this is really fun. It's someone throwing their body off of a precipice and seeing their body eviscerated by that fall. In the light of day. In the light of day. But I'm like, it's the light of day. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, it's not, it's not grotesque. It's a fun time. It's, it's silly. It's, we're all, we're all just having fun here. This is great. <laughs> Do you want to read this quote? Okay. Astor doesn't just telegraph the beats of his derivative tale. He rockets them like scud missiles, perhaps hoping to bludgeon our senses and avoid detection. Yeah, you knew something was coming because the filmmaker was building tension. Obviously, dipshit, you know something bad's going to happen because it's a goddamn horror movie. Everyone knows that except you. They go to a creepy commune, obviously, bad shit's gonna happen that's half the fun because you're sitting there waiting for the bad shit to happen and you're getting like that excitement and that dread yeah i feel like the daylight itself and this scene that aster has created in midsummer only enhances the fear and the grotesque nature of what's actually happening i'm fist pumping you can't see boo, 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 boo. <laughs> We can't hit the table anymore. <laughs> the laws of good recording said we can't. <laughs> we can't throw the microphone. Okay, so from his quote, the beats of his derivative tale. So derivative, does he know how many haunted house movies have been made since they published The Haunting of Hill House, which people attribute to create the genre or whatever? I've never seen a horror movie. Does he know of every slasher film made during the 70s and 80s? And this film is 
derivative pool. I think it avoids so many of the stale typical techniques. So it doesn't have the excessive jump scares. It doesn't do the classic lazy juxtaposing a happy opening with the dark ending. This has dark ending, dark middle, like dark beginning, dark middle, dark ending. Mm -hmm. I love it. It doesn't have that normal like, oh, this family's so happy. Now bad things are going to happen. Because they can't bother to create any other kind of arc. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it has to be idyllic, to borrow his words. Mm -hmm. And then it just has to progressively get worse. It only moves in one direction. You know what I mean? But this film doesn't do that. It's the exact opposite. Yeah, honestly, it is. (laughs) I would argue and say that things get better for the main character by the end. (laughs) Okay, so other things. You get to see grief as a sustained, long-term thing that ebbs and flows. But that's cool, Peter, I guess, that it was just a derivative uh, remake of Wicker Man. Cool. Wow. I don't know. I probably didn't like the the movie. Fucking Mike. Yeah, it it literally had none of the tropes of horror movies that are generally relying on derivative past forms of one another to make a movie. I was so angry when I read this review. I wanted to just tear his throat out. But that's just kind of like my baseline, anyways. But, like, I realize that sounds like an over-the-top reaction, but it's just kind of a thing I experience from time to time. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I really fucking disagree with the things he has to say. When I found out that there was a negative review for this movie, I lost my goddamn mind. And that's why we have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to move on to the next part um, and the next quote from Peter. And it says, Christian just wants to party with his buds, who also include the horn dog Mark, Will Poulter, and the scholarly Josh, William Jackson Harper. And so Christian, I know we're not going to like recap the movie for you but christian he's um the main character the woman on the poster she's (laughs) that is her boyfriend christian's the boyfriend Mm -hmm. (laughs) he just wants to party with his buds so get off my back so what do you think about this quote just wants to party with his buds (laughs) he's like turning to his wife he's like honey (laughs) this This, the guy, the, the the young man, he parties. What do I say? Oh, they call each other buds. Party with his buds. <laughs> and the one boy, he likes sex. What do I call him? A horn dog? <laughs> Thanks, babe. So next, Peter says, and I quote, Would even the most freewheeling of pagan revelers be crowning a May Queen on the date of the summer solstice in June? Hey, bud, it's fictional. It's a fictional goddamn movie. (laughs) The most freewheeling of pagans. I've been taken out of the fiction. (laughs) Like, goddamn it, Peter. Do something else, please. Okay. All right. Okay, next quote. Next quote. Uh, 
Aster doesn't have an original story to tell. How about the lead's grief and her relationship and themes of belonging? Fuck off! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What do you think? Same. Okay, and then finally, finally, let's let's finish this off. Peter, our final quote from him. You might want to think twice, however, before asking her, the female lead, advice on how to deal with a bad boyfriend. <laughs> Except I think she knows exactly how to deal with a bad boyfriend. Spoiler alert, burn the motherfucker. Oh, shit. How you like that, Peter? Because this review, it sucks. 